Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. What happened to our that whole intro? That's amazing. It's all jazzy. Or this is the same, Matt. Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's my headset's going in. And, oh, it is. I just want you to. My headset's uh, not quite on. Uh, wow. Hey, that could you could you better. clap to this beat for all our listeners? Can I hear you? <laughs> um, I need a headset thing, legit. Hey, need, you need rhythm. Hey, Sky. <laughs> um, I do have rhythm, but I seriously, my headset, he's fixing it because it's, it's not plugged why, in right. Is it is, I promise. You, you got off a little bit. I got off my rhythm. Okay. I've got a ton of rhythm. Yeah. You don't think I have rhythm? Well, before before you came on mic and you were like pounding the table. No, I wasn't was trying. To, I wasn't pounding it to the song. Oh, okay. No, I was pounding it to my heartbeat. Oh, okay. That's how I get in, that's how I that's get, how you get in, in group, zen. In the I get in, in the, the mode, moment in the presence. Oh, Sky. My little ADD boy. Today's topic, Sky, ADHD. Ah. Have you ever had it? <laughs> I think I had it a couple times. <laughs> you have it, it more than it's, it's something you have kind of permanently. It's oh. not just like when you get distracted by something shiny. Oh. It happens. And here's the deal. You may not know this. In America, we're diagnosing it constantly. You know, But there's a place somewhere in this world, and you have to guess where it is because we know you don't ever come to show prep. So... This is going to be a surprise for you. Of all the countries in the Western, let's just say kind of the Western world, let's say, where, which of all the countries do you think least diagnoses somebody with ADD or ADHD? Least? Don't die, die. Don't show him. He'll never get it, even though you showed him. Canada. No. <laughs> Were you like trying to throw that? <laughs> well, I... I... That that paper was on food. I couldn't see any. Yeah, good. I, on I'll give you a clue: burger and king <laughs> fries. King England. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to guess France. It was you. Somebody told you that. No, he he's well. He, he said, who he said uh, burger burger and, and fries. Yeah. So you thought French? French. There's a French fries. French fries. Right. It's France. Boom. They don't have ADD in French. French France. You know why? Because they can't say ADD because they speak a different language. Uh, is, this, so is this a joke? Adeha. Adeha. ADHD. Um, no, anyway, that's what we're talking about on the show. French, they don't believe it. They don't buy this ADD, ADHD thing. So we've decided to send you to France and have you tested. All right. Okay. That would be great. You don't have it either. <laughs> By the way, this, for all you listeners, this is the show. This is the first two-hour show. But they're reminding me it's not two hours. It's really a one-hour show that we do twice on two different topics. It's just it's the Matt Townsend Show with 33% more Matt Townsend Show. Yes. It's, it's the Matt Townsend Show. Um, what do they call it? Like what's Max. Matt Townsend Show Max. Is that, a, is that how you or say it? Import. I don't know. Like bigger, like uh, grande. It's grande. the Matt Townsend Show Grande. 2.0. No, but see, 2.0 would actually assume we've like reinvented it, which we didn't do. We just added more to it. Or it's just 2.0 hours. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I like grande. 
<laughs> I either want to go with the Matt Townsend show Grande or the Matt Townsend show Macho. Uh, what is it? Extreme? That sounds the show extreme. Extreme. If we're talking like late nineties, like how do we how do we make it more? I know. Super. Let's put X's in it and Z's yeah. and yeah. extremes. Yeah. Because by the way, those are the hardest words to use on Scrabble. Hey, that's triple word playing, score with a few Z's. That's I've been a playing win. Word. By the way, what's it called? Words with friends. Words with friends. That's what I've been playing. And just so you know, I'm I'm killing it. Killing it. Kurznat, whatever his name is, Kurznat's what I call him. That's his handle. I'm killing him. And you can get the uh, box version now. <laughs> the box version of the words online with, app, Words, words of friends. friends. Yeah, no. Because then you'd actually have to sit with your friends. This way I can sit with Kurznat, some guy I've never met, and I can just dominate. And you can play whenever you want to play. Play whenever you want to play. And what's cool, I know where the cheats are. Oh, you're one of those guys. So I'm a Scrabble cheat. Sure, it takes me six hours to get one word out. Who cares? Every word's above 30 points. Krishnat doesn't know what to do with me. Huh? You don't even care. Do you I, want am, to be I am Krishnat, so I do care. Are you Krishnat? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering who that was. <laughs> now that I know you're cheating. He said he was a little redheaded boy from <laughs> Iowa. And I only know one redheaded boy from Iowa. But I'm like, it couldn't be you. You're no. not, your name's not Krishnat. No, but it's my words with friends name. jeez. So. <sighs> oh, well, just so you know, I'm not even going to tell you my name. I just don't want thousands of people to start playing the game with me. My wife's already mad that I play it. I haven't told her, but she just thinks I'm really busy on my phone. She's sitting there all by herself with the Scrabble board set up on the kitchen table. <laughs> Matt, come play with me. Why don't you want to play with us? Been... But see, I can't cheat with my family, but I can with Kershnap. You know what? It's crazy. Like, that's part of the problem. I can't even play a game of solitaire. No, what's it called? Uh, Scrabble, but words with friends. Is it the same? It's not the same because Scrabble seems it's the same. Is it? Because I it's used to same. be able to cheat better on Scrabble than uh, I can words. The, with the problem with words with friends is it has its own dictionary. So oh, that's it. See, because a lot of the word, yeah, because like that's not a word. But like if you're playing with Scrabble, you can, you know. It seems like you can throw in some slang. Yeah, Scrabble you can. Well, plus no <laughs> one knows the rules. See, words with friends, the app knows the rules. And see, you can always plead your case on Scrabble that Max has two X's in it. Because oh, yeah. it's to the max. Well, to the max. I saw it on the commercial. You guys don't have the Scrabble dictionary? Like, whenever I played growing up, it was the Bible. You couldn't do anything that wasn't in the dictionary. So, like, most people have, like, a pedestal in their house with yeah. a Bible no, on it and a light the on Scrabble it. Dictionary. Nope, the Scrabble dictionary. Weird. Yeah. Is that what you worship? <laughs> no, but... Really, that was like the minute somebody yeah. challenges. It, it really, it's most words people challenge. Like that's not a word. And then see, but when I play with my kids, this is why we got to do this show today. Because do they have ADHD? I don't know, or is it just that they're being normal kids? Because they can't focus for twenty minutes without somebody knocking over all the tiles. That ruins a Scrabble game. But the noise is just so good. The best is when Scrabble devolves into where people start building old towers out of their letters. <laughs> I've never had that. Oh, that's the best. Really? See, that's why I play words with friends. And, well, words with Kershnat. And you don't know them. So I'm guessing it's words with friends that you don't know. Imaginary friends. Because well, we determined last time. Oh, yeah. Well, they're real. You're that's only friends. That's Matt's winning. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not even a real person. Maybe it's just a computer. Well, I don't care because I'm dominating. <laughs> if it's a computer, that's a pretty bad computer. Hey, a win's a win. Totally. Okay. Give me the W. Get the W. I probably, I don't know. I think I've got like 1,800 points. Huh? Someday I'm going to be able to get like a car or something. It's got to be worth something. I don't know how the points work either. What's the conversion rate into uh, Canadian dollars? 
Is it that? I don't know. Yeah. Kershnet. Uh, I think it's 11,000 points equals what about zero Canadian dollars. <laughs> like, what about Zimbabwe money? Because that's practically funny money. By the way, Zimbabwe would be a great word, but it's a proper name. Which in Scrabble, people are cool with. Can't use it on with words with friends. So then you got to find some word with a Z. Boom. That's not a proper noun or a proper name. Zap. <sighs> Zap. Used it. Pizzazz. Tried. Don't Zephyr. have enough Zs. <laughs> Zephyr, great. It's hard to get a Z, a P, and an H, and a Y. <laughs> I mean, the hard thing is getting the hand. The easy thing is finding a word once you can use the dictionary and the cheats. The hard thing, putting it all together and getting it done before Kersnet freaks out. <laughs> Starts nudging me. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this, but we do have a two-hour show, so we're just, you know. Hey, this tangent's great because that fits in with the topic. Totally. A little ADD. Attention deficit. I, you know what? I don't know if I have it. Do you want it? I think I want it. You could claim that. It would explain a lot. Don't you think? Just a really good diagnosis. Matt, why didn't you know what our topic was today? ADD. Like I was not paying attention ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me what Kershnet said about 10 minutes ago. Boom, I'll tell you. <laughs> tell me the topic we're going to be talking about today. I forgot. In one ear, out the other. I spent an hour on it last week talking about it. <clears throat> forgot it. Maybe I've got it. Or maybe I'm just French, and I've got some other problem that we're going to talk about. So is that true, Merritt? French don't have ADD? They, they have it. It does exist. Well, what do they call but it? But they don't say. diagnose. Well, since you sent Schuyler over there, and oh, it's yeah. not prevalent there, they've actually called it Schuyler disease. Sky D. Sky disease. It's cute. It fits. <laughs> So what do they have if they don't have that? Um, it's just not diagnosed as much. But what really what they think it is is just kind of normal kid behavior, bad kid behavior. So what is it when you're an adult? children. Are you saying I'm a child? No, I'm not. Okay. Hey, boys don't grow up. They just get bigger. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's nice. a good point. <laughs> so they just think it's just kid behavior. Kids will be kids. It's kid behavior, yeah. But, you know... Over in France, they kind of do a lot of things differently based Hello. on their culture. Yeah, yeah I've heard right? the song. Yeah, so it's interesting because even with little things like how they have their kids eat, it's completely different like than what? how we do it in America. I know, but everything, all the eating in France is wrong. <laughs> they don't have Granted, do they have I had some really disgusting food in France. Did you? Yeah. I had like... It had this salad, and it had, like, this gray, lumpy stuff in it, and I, to this day, cannot figure out what it was. It's called gray lumpy. So, <laughs> it's the, gray lumpy. And but, then so they, they with, actually, like, a cracked egg over it that was raw. Okay, you know. so just so you know, the gray lumpy was meat. I don't think it was, though. That's the problem. Was it moving? No, it was mealy. Like, yeah. yeah, that was worms. <laughs> it was a mealworm. It was pretty gross, yeah. So, um, but but they they eat like I've noticed. My sister lived in France, mm-hmm. and her kid. I mean, they eat everything. Yeah, kids eat everything. There. No, they do. I was reading an article today about a woman who went in France, and she actually ended up writing a book called "French Kids Eat Everything." Oh, really? Because her husband was French, so they went okay. and lived there for a few years. Yes. And she said that she was talking to you know little kids in the neighborhood, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I like pickled beef tongue. That's my favorite food." And she just thought Holy it was crazy. It. So. <laughs> pickled beef tongue. There's some complex flavor going on in that. By the way, I've had it. Quite honestly, chips. Yeah? They're chips. They're, they they're not like potato chips. 
They're just cut in slices. But you can still, when you eat it, you can feel the cow's taste buds on the edges. Uh, ah. <laughs> By the way, there are drive throughs in France. But they're McDonald's. Yeah. Still. Yeah. They're just, I'm pretty sure they're just not by the Eiffel Tower. Important fact. I just had to. Check. Okay. Um, but it's, okay. Really? Yeah. Kids will eat that. Mm-hmm. And mm. it's just the interesting thing. So she kind of put together this lady who went over. She put together a list of 10 rules of how she okay. saw parents treating their kids so they would eat everything. Differently. Yeah. Okay. So parents, yeah. listen up. Okay, 10 ready? rules to get your kids to eat like a French person. Yeah. So number one is parents are in charge of a food education for their children. So you have to educate your kids. Oh, about really? Food. Instead of the lunch lady at school? Yes, parents okay. are. Imagine that That's responsibility. Smart. Very weird. Sheesh. Man, you got to be at home. Got to be responsible. Why even have them? Yeah. Good. That's a great <laughs> idea. Seems like a hassle. Number two is avoid emotional eating, which means that you cannot give your children food rewards or food bribery. <sighs> How about if they which hit a home just run? Is sad. You give them a Big Mac if they hit a home run. Daddy will give you a Big Mac if you hit a home run. I've seen that at a ball that game. Seems counterproductive. It is. Sure, the kids well, no. gain in a ton of weight. We even do Great it like, hitter, with though. food. It's like if you eat your spinach, then you can get dessert, and then yeah, my yeah. kids would say, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> I'll just get it later when you guys are tired. There's a great sustainability to that, though, because if you give the kid, the kid makes too many home runs. Then he'll get more Big Macs and then slow down. The kid doesn't make any home runs. He'll get skinnier and skinnier from not having Big Macs, which will then speed him up to make the home runs. I don't runs. think you can get too many Which gets you runs. to this nice just balance, this chi of Big Macs. The chi. Well, if you home runs, like you that, don't have to be fast. I feel like that's ruins no. the child's health either way. I think, <laughs> it's I like think, you don't feed him. I think, yeah. I think Merrick's <laughs> point is we shouldn't do that. I think the Big yeah. Macs could substitute PED use. PED? Yeah. What is that? Physical enhancement drugs. Like oh, uh, steroids. steroids. Oh, yeah. See, I don't do any of those, so I didn't know about that. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Skyboy. My little superhero. Hugely abnormally shaped muscles. Mark McGuire would have been setting records with Big Macs. Okay, Merritt. Okay. <laughs> Excuse that little uh, ADD interruption. Yeah, thanks, you guys Sky. are struggling today. Actually, I am too. Number three, parents schedule the meals and create menus. When they cook, but that also means, but there are no kids' menus. It's just one menu. You eat the grown-up menu. So you always have the. Grown-up if there's menu. Brussels sprouts, uh, Brussels yeah. sprouts, it is. Suck it up and eat it. Literally, like it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep. Plus, the meal is scheduled, which means actually everyone knows when it's going to yes. take place. This is not a planned meal. Okay. A scheduled meal. Like it. Um, also, families have to eat together with no distractions. What we have uh, to talk to each other. So they yeah. they don't have TVs in their kitchen. No. Well, and not only that, but in France, you take a lot longer to eat, so your meal will be like two hours long. Well, see, that's the problem. They exhaust each other. Talking is a distraction. <laughs> so they're so tired of talking that they don't eat. That's what keeps them skinny. That's why the kids eat everything? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, by the way, if you've ever ordered a French meal, there's not a lot to eat. <laughs> Smaller portions. That's healthy, Matt. Yeah, but it... Yeah, it's not but that satisfying. Do they have a two for 20? Is what I'm <laughs> okay, number five is eating your veggies. You always eat your veggies. Yeah. I feel like that one's kind of an obvious one, but that's Should okay. Should be, shouldn't it? Um, six. My parents said this to me so many times when I read it. I like got mad. Let go of your brother. Yeah. Ready? It says, you don't have to like it, but you do have to try it. That's so condescending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom says, you do have to try it and you do have to like it. The no thank you bite. 
Then it was like what? the worst five minutes of torture. Have to take a bite before you could say no, thank you. So really, yeah, that was the rule. Of See, my I'd house. say three bites. It was pretty awful. Because anyone like, can make it through one bite. Because that one bite, like, not only was it food that you probably didn't want to eat, that probably didn't even taste that bad. You yeah. just, you know, you weren't you're used a kid to and you mm-hmm. didn't want to. My, it was your pride. Yeah. It all came down. Crush My pride. grandmother as a child was served tapioca pudding, which mm. looks bad. And they said that to her. You, you don't – you have to try it. You don't have to like it. And she then had to kind of admit – can I have some more? <laughs> she likey. Okay. Good. Last rule to go out on is that eating is joyful. It's a happy thing to do. So it's fun. Wow. Food is a fun thing. So that means, you know, no But have you ever been to the playground so. at McDonald's? Because that could be fun and joyful. And germy. Totally germy. Um, those are good rules. Those are good rules. See, so the French might have something here. Maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe our kids just could be led, taught, parented, instead of just drugged. Who knows? We're talking about it. ADHD. Is it just kind of an American phenomenon? Do the French have a a corner on the non-ADHD diagnosis market? We're going to come back, get into this with an expert. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about ADHD, your child and their diagnosis. And Merritt's going to review for us a, uh, an article that came out about France and America. Yeah, our guest today is Dr. Marilyn Wedge, and she's a therapist and author. And she wrote an article on her blog on psychology today um, at the beginning of the summer. And it's been the most read article. Really? It took it's off? Been, yeah. It's been talked about. It's been spread around. It's kind of a big deal. Interesting. Yeah. And the article's entitled, Why French Kids Don't Have ADHD. And basically what she goes through and what she's going to run through with us today is that in America, we think that ADHD is a biological problem. Yeah. But in France, they view ADHD as kind of a psychological and situational problem. So in France, they think it has more to do with kids responding to a social situation that's stressful to them. Okay. So, for example, when a kid goes to school, which is usually when people find problems with ADHD, it's more they're just having a really hard time coping with the changes of school. Okay. So they treat that instead of the symptoms of ADHD. So they don't medicate. Hmm. So – Anyway, the study that kind of comes out of that is that kids in France, there are only it's a tiny percentage of them that are actually diagnosed and medicated for ADHD. Where in America, it's, it's a constant the majority, growing I mean, yeah. problem. Versus so sending them to get therapy and sending yeah. them to learn coping skills. And fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. So that's where Bryce comes in. Bryce. You've done a little rant on this. I think I have some ideas about... I, th- I think the French are onto something. The French might be onto something. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. I don't want to downplay the reality of attention deficit hyperactive disorder, but I do want to share with you one of my own theories. Now, if French kids show a lower frequency of ADHD cases because culturally they are taught self-regulation, then the opposite must also be true. American kids are displaying a higher frequency of ADHD because they are not being taught self-regulation. But I'm not going to point the finger at parents. It's really just the world we live in. So follow me on this. 
kids in the 1800s only did like three things every day. They'd get up really early, milk cows, gather eggs, and then plant corn for six hours. That was their day. They didn't read books because they couldn't read because they didn't go to school. Then the Industrial Revolution happened. Ah, the golden age of child labor. Toddlers these days just don't have the same kind of work ethic. Suddenly people started packing together. They had time for a nightlife. So their level of recreational activity not only increased, but diversified. It wasn't like the old days where a good evening activity was sitting on the porch watching the corn grow. You could suddenly do something different every night. Okay, so fast forward a few more decades. We've got new technology. There's microphones and speakers, which made shows of all kinds possible. Public school is now a thing, so most people can kind of read. Books, newspapers, magazines, comic books are now available. And let's not forget movies. They didn't have the word for it, but people start experiencing what it's like to have a backlog, where, at this moment, they may be enjoying a piece of media like the Communist Manifesto, and they'll hear about something like Gone with the Wind in theaters, and they'll decide to check that out once they're done reading what Carl had to say. But let's not forget about the radio. This was the real game changer for attention spans. If you didn't like what someone was talking about, you could change it to see what someone else was talking about. What if you wanted to hear the baseball play-by-play between the Brooklyn Tip Tops and the St. Louis Brown Stockings? Or maybe you didn't care for the Tip Tops. You could listen to a radio drama or, I don't know, a song? Suddenly you had convenience and choice. Alright, fast forward even more. Now records are cheap and easy to deal with. You now have the ability to get sick of your favorite song. There's lots of movie theaters with lots of movies. There's dozens of TV channels. Radio is more or less the same. Then cable and satellite come to television. More channels. Then we get the VCR so we can watch movies anytime we want. Then DVD players follow that and we can fit more movies onto a shelf. But more importantly, now we could own entire seasons of TV shows. We didn't have to wait for reruns. In fact, I can't remember the last time I heard someone use the word rerun because it just isn't a relevant word to us. It's not the inconvenience it used to be. But let's get back to music. We've moved on from records to tapes, which were more convenient, and then to CDs, which were convenient and held lots of songs. And now we have mp3 players where we have hours of music that we can take absolutely anywhere and then we get to today where the killer is having everything digitally the one barrier we had in the 90s and 2000s was that we had to get up and change the movie or to switch the game in the console now with one remote we can stop whatever we're watching and of course it will save where we were because of course i can't be bothered to fast forward to where i was should i decide to resume and then it'll go back to a list of movies and tv shows and games to choose from all i need is a five pound bucket of cheesy puff balls and i really have no reason to get up for a whole day. Long attention spans are hard to maintain these days, but in many ways, to have a long attention span means you end up missing lots of stuff. So can you see how we're trained out of it? They just don't work anymore. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Wow. You thought that through. I've, I've, that's hit me a few times. This is like a, this, your, your heart and your energy was peaking. Yeah. I was, I've always kind of thought like, wait, we just... Some of it's probably an actual problem, but I think some of it's just I'm used to always being able to change. Like some days I will sit on my couch in front of my enormous TV, which has a media player, a few game consoles hooked up to it, and a a Blu-ray player. And I will have my laptop sitting on the cushion next to me while I have my phone sitting in my lap. And so I will do text girls on my phone and then I'll watch something on TV. And then where, where, where are the girls? Um, are they on? They're just on your phone somewhere. They're just on my phone, yeah. Just <laughs> Maybe on. that's the problem. And so, but then, but then I'll be watching the TV. It's but then I'll work on something on my laptop, and then when either of those gets bored, or a girl so texts me back, this is like your. This is a superpower. Maybe you're saying we're breeding this super generation that will be able to multitask and be able to deal with an attention span of 28 seconds. Some would say that's scary because, sure, you'll never be able to complete a surgery. But you're saying you'll no. be able to do nine surgeries at the same time. 
You just have the doctors rotate. Yeah. yeah. In it's kind of like, like that dating game where they just rotate everyone speed through. Dating. Speed, speed surgeries. Speed, speed surgeries. surgeries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds awful. like an oxymoron right there. <laughs> that seems antithetical. Those seem in opposition. They like, do. I want my surgeon, I don't know, focused. One thing. <laughs> Not 20 screens. But what if that was better? I mean, I don't think it would be know, maybe, better. Well, maybe it. Maybe that's the that's your question. Maybe that's, we don't know. So we automatically think it's bad because we haven't done it. Is that what you're saying? Or or maybe because we've tried things like it and it's always kind of been a yeah. disaster. Well, but I mean, don't worry I, about I don't it. Know. I just imagine the guy driving the train, if all he's doing is multitasking with eight things, he might miss, you know. The turn. The turn. Sorry, Spain. Yeah. I'm just saying. Which actually, <sighs> that's what that guy was doing. Yeah. Awkward. Okay, so I guess your point's been <laughs> invalidated. Anyway, you did it again. Thanks. You're welcome, man. We're coming back. We're going to get into it with our great expert, Dr. Marilyn Wedge, will be joining us. ADHD, is it just kind of an American idea or the French onto something? We'll be back. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, two-hour version. Matt Townsend Grande, we're calling the show. This is now, we're going to a two-hour show, um, so more great fun and less filling. I don't know. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking about uh, ADHD. Uh, A very interesting article was put together and put on the wonderful... um, blog psychology today i think it was then distributed also on huffington post by dr marilyn wedge who's a family therapist and an author of uh, two books she's a bat has a bachelor's degree and a doctorate from the university of chicago she also has a done a postdoctoral fellowship at the hastings center for bioethics in new york she taught at the california state university East Bay, the College of the Art of Art Institute of Chicago, and the University of Chicago Extension. She's a blogger on psychology today. Literally, this this article she wrote was probably their the best, uh, most read article on psychology today. She's been married for thirty one years to her husband Gene. They have three grown children, two grandchildren, and again, you can find her information at Marilyn Wedge phd.com. Marilyn, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, hi, Matt. I'm happy to be here. It's so good to have you on the show. Now, that article you wrote created quite a stir, didn't it? Well, yeah. I, it's astonishing to me, really. As of today, it's three and a half million people Holy have read it. cow. It seems to have struck a nerve with people. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I, it's really interesting. I, I was looking, I was thinking about writing an article about ADHD, and I wondered if um, kids in other cultures had it to the same extent uh, as the United States. Yeah. Because in the United States, uh, 11% of children are uh, diagnosed with ADHD. 11%. 11%. Of school, yeah, it went up since I wrote the article. Oh. I wrote the article in 2012. It was only nine percent. Yeah. So we've got kind of an epidemic going on here, right? And I wondered if it was worldwide. And so what I came across, I was able to get some good data from France, and it was astonishing. At that point, France 
the, the ADHD rate of school children was half a percent. No, okay, okay. Half a percent compared to America's 11 percent. Exactly. I, I guess it's just, are, are we just not terming it the same thing? I mean, are we... Are we just putting all of these kids in different bundles? And in the U.S., we put them in the ADHD bundle. But in France, they do they have elevated levels of anxiety in their children? Or I mean, or do they just don't see it? They they well they don't look at it as a biological disease. Mm. I think that's the main difference. Okay, they don't the pathologize States, it. They don't pathologize it. They um, understand it as perhaps a child responds to stress in their environment. Hmm. And if you locate the source of the stress, uh, then you can intervene with family counseling, because in France they have talk therapy. They do family therapy or individual therapy. Here in the United States, so much of treatment is with pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Uh, maybe, whoa, I didn't even think of that, because maybe the government would actually pay for this talk therapy where in the U.S. they won't? Well, certainly with Medicaid, um, for example, poor children are drugged four times as much as uh, well-off children mm. because Med- Medicaid, the federal uh, program for health, health insurance for disadvantaged children, they, o- they only pay for psychiatry and medication and not for talk therapy. Okay. So um, right there, you know, Drugs are the preferred choice for this government program. But in France, it's a whole different attitude. They don't buy the biological model of uh, childhood problems. They figure childhood problems are childhood problems, and we have to get to the source of it. Uh, What is the stress? Are the parents fighting? Are the parents going to get divorced? Um, does the child have a teacher that he doesn't get along with? And when they find the source of the problem, then they can intervene with family therapy and not with drugs. Wow. Boy, that's a a completely different approach. And honestly, it it just seems to resonate a little healthier. Well, we don't know the long-term effects of all these medications. On, on children's developing brains. And new medications are coming out, out all the time. You know, when the patents are expired for Ritalin or Adderall, then they have the new ones, the Intunib and the Stratera. Yeah. And there's always these new drugs, and these are not tested. Right. Not for in the long term. So um, it's kind of scary as to what... Um, you know, recently there was a study, about a year ago, there was a study in pediatrics, it was written on Pediatrics Magazine, that one in a hundred children on uh, the stimulant medications for ADHD will develop psychotic symptoms. Mm. They'll have hallucinations, they'll, they'll feel like bugs are crawling in their skin, and, you know, parents aren't always told that this is a possibility, Right. Um, one in a hundred is not that much, but still, well, but I guess it is. Uh, I, if eleven percent of the population of chi- children are on these drugs, then it starts to add up, doesn't it? It does. It does. And um, so there's just a whole different attitude of the way childhood problems are seen. And um, in the United States, a lot of ordinary naughtiness is medicalized. 
If a child is yeah. very bright and creative and just too bored to sit in the classroom and do worksheets, then they can easily be labeled with ADHD and drugged. Well, because like what they start to say, I mean, that's one of the signs his grades are failing. But if you're a bored, super creative person and you're placed in a setting that is not conducive to you using your brain your way, um, what I mean, what would you do at 10? I'd start well, throwing does, my pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that. Well, that's one symptom of ADHD, throwing your pencil. Well, give us some and more because, I mean, it seems like we kind of even throw it around now as just kind of the end-all, be-all for any distracted human being. Ah, they're just ADD or they're ADHD. Give us, kind of give us how the technical definition of ADD and what, what are okay. some of the symptoms? All right. Well, these days is ADHD. Is that okay? ADD was created in 1980 in the third edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Uh, But now in the fifth edition, in the fourth and fifth, they've taken ADD out and now put ADHD. What if the child doesn't have the H? You know what I mean? Like, because like some may not act, act hyperactive, but they're just attention deficit. Well, they can still get it because what the definition is, is six symptoms of inattention or of hyper, or six of hyperactivity. Okay. So the inattention part would be making careless mistakes or being distracted, looking out the window in the classroom, or maybe talking to your neighbor because it's more interesting in the wor- than the work that right. you're supposed to be doing. Or if they're forgetful and don't always finish their homework. So those are the kinds of things that are the inattention part. So you have six of those, you get labeled with ADHD. The hyperactivity or impulsivity part is fidgeting or like you throwing your pencil, uh, talking to your neighbor, blurting out answers, um, you know, just kind of maybe not wanting to sit still all day and, you know, getting up maybe and walking around a little in the classroom. So if you have six of either of those, then you, uh, the child warrants the label of ADHD. Now, the important thing, Matt, to notice is that these are just behaviors, observable behaviors. Right. No knowledge of what the cause might be. Well, that's what's funny, because if you had a real heavy breakfast... With tons, yeah. if you had tw- twelve donuts, hey, who's not going to be a little inattentive <laughs> or a little yeah, fidgety? Even, even that, maybe three donuts. Yeah, well, that's not uh, us. You no, know, for a kid, I mean, you know, they they might get a little hyper, or, you know, antsy and not want to sit still, and you know, kind of a sugar high. So th- the problem is that with this definition, you have this checklist of symptoms, but no discussion of the cause. So, as you said, the cause might be they had three or four or six donuts, mm-hmm. and that makes them. But, it, but, the, but the key here is it has to go on for six months. Okay. Oh, so it's not so just a bad it, breakfast. No, it's not just a bad breakfast. It's a bad breakfast for six months. But, but, but you know what you is know, interesting about that is, I mean, just think of what the average sugared cereal provides. And if you're a parent in a routine, you're going to get your child up. They probably didn't receive maybe enough sleep. 
Then you put them downstairs, give them some milk, which they may have an allergy to. Give them some sugared cereal, uh, which is going to probably amp them up one way or another. Then we send them to school. And, you know, for six months of certain behavior, all of a sudden they're pegged as having ADD or ADHD. Well, that's that's a good way of describing it. And very often, it, food, there's more research being done on the link between food, uh, preservatives, food dyes, sugar. Uh, some kids react to uh, gluten, yeah. corn, and it makes them antsy. It makes them irritated. And it's, it gets inside them, and they, they don't know why they're irritated, but they just act kind of jumpy. So... Uh, many parents have found that uh, looking carefully at a child's diet and removing preservatives uh, will help a child settle down at school. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how could it? I mean, it's 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 what you're saying is how complex this is. I mean, it's it's psychosocial. It's it's dietary. It uh, it could be anxiety and other manifestations. I mean, it could be a, this could be manifesting four or five different things. Plus, situational. What's going on in the family? Right. If if the parents are having arguments, yeah. Or if the actually, what I have found the 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 really number one cause of children acting out and being inattentive is if their parents are arguing frequently. Really? Because of course, yeah. In this society, every every child is, is concerned about divorce. Right. You get five-year-olds who tell me, you know, my parents argue all the time, and I'm really scared they're going to get a divorce. And the parents are shocked. They say, no, no, we're just arguing about where we're going to have dinner or, you know, what, what you know, a small argument. But for children, it ma- it's magnified. Yeah. So parental arguments, if you, it, it works like magic to just be careful and not argue in front of the children. I love that. And so, I, let's yeah. do this. I, I really, Marilyn, I, I want to come back and have you go a little bit deeper into the parenting side of this. It seems like the great out would be medicating our children instead of as parents maybe trying to get more into understanding what's really going on. So I want to have you come back and teach us some of the parenting issues, the discipline issues, and the power of having structure for our children. We're taking a break. We're talking with Dr. Marilyn Wedge, who's teaching us all about ADHD and uh, maybe a more effective way to handle it. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Daily Hoedown. We call the Matt Townsend Show. Just got to love that music. This is new music because we're moving the show to two hours now. So now what we like to do is to have a little hee-haw moment that we call the Matt Townsend Hoedown, about 3.49 Mountain Time. You love this one, don't you, Skyway? I love this song. Yeah. Well, you have ADHD. (laughs) So you're one of the 11%. We're talking with a wonderful guest who's trying to help us understand the ADHD epidemic. Her name is Dr. Marilyn Wedge. She's a family therapist. She's an author. She has a doctorate. She's done postdoctoral fellowships at the Hastings Center for Bioethics in New York. She's also a blogger. And on Psychology Today, she put together a very popular article 
uh, entitled Why French Kids Don't Have ADHD. And three and a half million people have since, uh, you know, responded, read it. It's creating quite the stir. So, Dr. Wedge, appreciate you joining us again. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Matt. And I'm glad you mentioned discipline because that's kind of a natural thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, the French are apparently not afraid to say no to their children. And American parents, oh. they just want to give their children everything. Yeah, we always say so we. hard to say no. Yeah. What? Why, why is that? I mean, because, well, I mean, French kind of get a reputation for being um, Henri, let's just say. Henri. Um, but but they're, they're kind of just direct. They're very matter of fact. But we know our kids hear a lot of no's. Maybe what it is is we don't say that we don't say no at the right time, do we? We're so guilty we end up saying more yeses when we should probably learn to say no at the right time. And that's true. The guilt, there you go. Yeah. I mean, parents just want to give their children everything. A lot of parents are so guilty because they work. They both work. And so they come home and they feel they haven't spent a lot of time. So the, the, the child says, well, can I watch an extra hour of TV tonight? So instead of saying no, they say yes. Yeah. Because they want the ch- they They don't like to be authority figures. American parents, the ones I see in my office... They want to be their child's friend. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be their child's authority figure. In France, they have no problem saying, uh, no, this is the rule. You can only watch uh, half an hour of uh, a a TV show on school nights, and that's that. And there's no arguing. And the parents don't cave in. Um, American parents, if the kid puts up a fuss, a tantrum, then they cave. Oh, yeah. And they say, okay, it's just much easier to let the kid have what they want than to have a big fight. Well, and what's the worst thing to having another hour of TV or another hour of, I mean, so then we kind of rationalize it, don't we? Well, we do, but there's now coming out that shows that TV, fast-paced TV and fast-paced video games, uh, has an adverse effect on the executive functions of the child's really? brain. Really? Well, there you on go. Their attentiveness, yeah. on their memory, on their concentration. Hmm. So um, it has to be limited. And I, I think that parents really need to get on the same page about discipline. Find a program that's going to work for them. Um, you know, a, a set of rules like bedtime is at 8.30, and you can watch half an hour of TV before bed, and after that, no more. And homework has to be done first. You know, after you have a little break, after you get home from school, then homework is done before we even talk about letting you use video games or TV. Right. I mean, Um, otherwise we're just being led by our kids who maybe don't know better and who have all of this – uh, all the advertising geared to them. I mean, they'll just lead their life, but the problem is to what end? Well, I think you put your finger on a good point there, uh, Matt. With uh, TV advertising, you know, corporations are you know very interested in selling video games and uh, sugary breakfast cereals and you know products advertised on TV to kids. Well, nowadays it's even worse. It's advertising uh, Paxil. And, and Prozac for kids, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh my you know, heavens! Uh, tomorrow's consumers 
Um, Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Our kids can sit here and say, hey, mommy, um, yeah, I want this sugar. I want this. I want to play this video game. And then can I get some can I get some Prozac? Because uh, it seems exactly. to say that other than the side effects, it works pretty well on some of the symptoms I have. Now our kids are yeah. going to be asking us for the drugs. Oh, my word. Exactly. And, you know, they're already asking for the ADHD drugs, especially in high school when yeah. there's a lot of addiction going on. Yeah, and they're selling uh, them for it. Yeah. Yeah, kids are getting uh, legal prescriptions from their psychiatrist for stimulant medications, which are in the same class of drugs as cocaine. And uh, they're selling them to their friends. You know, most parents don't realize that the stimulant medications that they're giving their kids, like Ritalin and Adderall, they're amphetamines, or better known on the street as speed. Well, yeah. I mean, methamphetamine. I mean, if you think about all of a sudden, okay, that's it. But now we're, instead instead of them being dosed out of some trunk of some car, uh, illegally, now we're just dosing them in some office, which again would wouldn't be a bad option if if it was truly warranted. But there's there's got to be. I mean, the idea of having 11 percent of our kids being diagnosed with ADHD versus in France 0.05 percent, half of one percent, um, half of one tenth of one percent. I guess. I mean, this is no 0.5. Oh, 0.5. Oh, 0.5. I thought you said 0.05. Yeah. So and I mean, it may be increasing. You know, what I've heard been hearing that pharmaceutical companies have been putting on some more pressure in Europe. Oh, there you go. So that number might be going up. Yeah, success. Um, one of the things yeah. I guess that, that is, that's part of this, and I, I we're alluding to it, is maybe to create disciplined children, you have to have disciplined parents. And for a lot of us, we're too tired, we're too... Um, we just some of us didn't come from a family that was super disciplined, so you you know the idea of having a child means we probably can't just do the status quo. We've got to maybe pick up our game a bit. Well, yeah, and you know, even if parents came from a family that was too much uh, authoritarian, and so they they don't want to be authoritarian right. with their children, they don't want to discipline harshly, and. We're not talking about disciplining harshly. We're talking about, in a way, flying in the face of the culture. Um, to say no snacking between meals. You have to have, uh, you have to have a good appetite for dinner. In France, kids don't open a bag of, of Cheez-Its whenever they want to. They don't open a bag of snacks. They have four meals a day: you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a, a four o'clock or so uh, tea time. Yeah. Snack in the afternoon. I remember when I was in, living in France with a family, we used to have toast and maybe some strawberries and, and cream at, at around four o'clock. Hmm. But you, you didn't just go around eating all day. And the kids in the family didn't ask for snacks. They waited until it was time for toast and then they waited until it was time for dinner. Hmm. And they had this structure, which, which is, uh, they call a cadre. And so the, the parents are very structured and disciplined, and but they're very fun-loving. In yeah, the they're not like, yeah, they're not oppressive. You know, we have a lot of friends. <laughs> right. It's not prison. Yeah. No. It's no, just no, France. No. We, we, yeah, it's France. It's fine. We went on trips to the Eiffel Tower and trips to the seaside, and, you know, they had a lot of fun. But the kids behaved. Uh, you go to a restaurant, and children are eating with their parents, and they're they're, they're Behaving. Yeah. 
and enjoying the food instead of throwing it, uh, you know, across the room. Well, I mean, imagine just, I mean, if you just bring up snacking, just snacking alone and bad, just bad nutrition again, could pretty much explain a lot of ADHD. So poor breakfast creates a lethargic, inattentive child or an overstimulated child that's now sugared up, has a crash around noon, gets sugared up again by the afternoon, by the way, in the middle of class. Then they come home and they grab a Coke and some Fritos and a Twinkie. And then we're wondering why they're bouncing off the wall. And then we feed them dinner from wherever. I mean, right there just explained, A, my day, and B, um, the the reality of why ADHD may be such an epidemic. And that's just, well, all that is is food. Food is part of it. Now, there are some parents who come to my office and say we, we have wholesome food for our kids. We give them fresh fruit and scrambled eggs for breakfast. They have they pack a healthy lunch, and we have healthy meals with fruit and yogurt for dessert. So it's not just yeah. food. So it's not food. Um, it's not entirely food. Uh, some kids are responding to the family dynamics. So I had one little boy who had had a personality change overnight, started bouncing off the walls at school, Teacher thought he might have ADHD. Um, it, to make a long this this story is from my book. Um, to make a long story short, what was really bothering this child was that his father had broken his arm at work. He's a, he was a tennis pro, and he had a cast on it. And the kid was worried sick about his father and when he was going to go back to work and when his parents would stop fighting about money. Hmm. And so you had to kind of get this out of him, yeah. out of the child. And the father, he couldn't believe it. He said, what does my broken arm have to do with a sick kid? I said, your son is not sick. He's just very worried about you. And so I want you to reassure him that your arm is getting better, that you're going back to work soon. In fact, take him over to your tennis club and introduce him to your friends there. Show him where you work. And please stop arguing about money with your wife. Love and it. And they come back two weeks later. Problem solved. And it's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. It's that complicated. We're talking with Dr. Marilyn Wedge about ADHD, the diagnosis of ADHD. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more just about the complexity. Also, she's going to start giving us a list of tips and tricks for uh, some things that might be able to ease a little bit of the... Uh, the signs, the symptoms of ADHD with your children. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Second hour. Yes, we're bringing you two hours now on the Matt Townsend Show. Faster, smarter, bigger. We call it Grande. The Matt Townsend Show Grande version is here. (laughs) That just sounds so funny. But hey, uh, two full hours. And we're talking to a wonderful guest. Dr. Marilyn Wedge is helping us understand ADHD because apparently 11% of children in the U.S. have been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperact- 
hyperactivity disorder, a hyperactivity disorder. And, um, you know, which is okay. Uh, you know, some people just have it. Then you go to France and half of a percent, okay, 0.5% of children in France are being diagnosed with ADHD. So we're trying to figure out why, right? No, is that just an accounting error? Don't think so. Maybe it's just the French won't accept people that have uh, disorders. No. Maybe it's just they raise their children differently. That's what we've been talking about. Maybe they see the world differently. Maybe they don't think that everything is just a chemical problem that needs to have some pill. Uh, Maybe it's because they have baguettes. Um, I'm not sure. We're going to ask Dr. Marilyn Wedge, who's joining us. She's a family therapist, author of two books. She has a bachelor's and a master's uh, doctorate from the University of Chicago. She's also um, taught at California State University, East Bay, the College of Art Institute of Chicago, and the University of Chicago Extension. She's also a blogger that made big news uh, writing a very popular article, probably, honestly, one of the most popular articles on Psychology Today right now, is an article called Why French Kids Don't Have ADHD. And um, she's been married for 31 years to her husband, Gene. They have three grown children and two grandchildren. You can find more information about uh, Marilyn at MarilynWedgePhD.com. Dr. Wedge, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thanks, Matt. Uh, I wanted to quickly, because uh, I've only got about 10 minutes here, but I want to give uh, 10 tips and tricks, Sweet. as you call them, yeah. for parents to um, that, can I believe, can head off ADHD. Great. This is based on my 23 years of experience and also on some current research. And by the way, one so thing that's first... neat, let me just say one thing about you, because you're, you're a sure. family therapist, and um, so family therapists understand the dynamics of family systems, which could be something as simple as somebody breaking an arm, feeling stressed about finances, and that impacts the child who feels stressed about money and if dad's going to have a job, which could impact how he acts at school. I mean, there's more to this. I mean, you you don't have to be an MD. Understanding the family dynamics helps you understand the the, the more, uh, I guess, um, dynamic systems of families and children. Well, it's very complex, as you say, and because the effect doesn't always resemble the cause in a system. Right. So you could have something like a, a mother's being ill okay. and, or a grandmother's dying. Yeah. And the, the result is the child looks like she's ADHD at school or mm-hmm. depressed. Um, or you could have something like parents relocate to a new state and the father has a stressful job and suddenly the child, and I have a case of this in my book, the child is holding a knife to his throat, threatening to kill himself. Hmm. That, who could make, you have to make the connection between very different aspects of the family. And that uh, takes some sorting out. Yeah. So let me quick, yeah, let's get to the tips. go over some of these things. So we just talked about the discipline, calmly discipline a child, exercise. Be sure a child has enough outlet for their physical uh, energy. Uh, So many schools are cutting recess and adding more academics, and this is not good for children. Yeah, they need need to let that energy out. Sure, and they need to play and and learn teamwork and have creative play. So um, exercise is the second one. The third one, and this is really important, to have positive communication in the family. And that means no yelling, 
uh, talking about things calmly, keeping parent disagreements away from the child. And here is just one magic technique. If you do this for a week, you're going to see a difference in a child. Tell your child that you had a good day today and tell them why. Hmm. Say, I had a good day today because I took a walk with my friend at lunchtime. Or I was able to read my, my book and that made me feel good. A simple positive is going to is going to have results in a week. Oh, what a, and what, so, I mean, uh, maybe that alleviates their brain from having to think about, mom is stressed, I wonder what's going on. Exactly. That's powerful. It, it keeps the kid, it's very powerful, um, because kids, the parents love their children, but children also love their parents. Right. And in a loving family, children are as worried about their parents as their parents are about them. So if you keep it positive, tell your child every day, Oh, I'm looking forward to my day because um, I'm going to be doing a new project at work, which I'm interested in doing, And my, or I had a good day. My boss complimented me. Tell your child one good thing about your life every day. So then the next thing is to limit screen time. Hmm. Uh, you know, you don't want them to have electronic screen syndrome. Right. Uh, which is similar to ADHD. Yeah. Uh, limit screen time. An hour of PBS a day is what I tell. That's the absolute max. PBS. And PBS. We yeah, haven't mentioned know, those letters. For, is it? But that's what's amazing, huh? There's so many options, and but really, you're saying even you know get some educational programming of some sort, exactly. and the, you, you're saying one hour maximum. And for kids under two. No TV. How about violence? How much violence should they see? Uh, None. Oh, okay. No violence. Good. Only PBS. That's great. (laughs) I love that. Only PBS. No violence. No violent video games. And here again, you have to say no to your child. And, you know, it's just hard to be mean and say, sorry, even though all your friends have this violent video game, we don't have that at our house. Yeah. And that, that's hard for parents to say, Matt. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm one of those. It's like, well, I mean, the violent video games I don't like, but then all of a sudden they'll come back from a friend's house and they'll be beating on each other, and I'll be like, hey, get off your brother. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you got it. And where do they learn? So no violent video games. Um, just get it out. There are many educational video games that are fun. Yeah. Um, the sixth thing is rule out medical problems. I had a kid whose teacher had insisted that he had ADHD and he didn't check out for any for the symptoms and then the school thought he might have autism finally what it we sent him to the pediatrician for a vision test the kid couldn't see the blackboard he Hmm. needed glasses yeah so you know rule out any kind of medical problems or food allergies food sensitivities I mean like like that, that, that's the corn, that's uh, uh, milk, that's gluten. I mean, there's so many things out there now we're finding out that you, otherwise you could be drugging your child with an amphetamine when really you just need to get them off gluten. Right, or uh, genetically modified foods. You know, France does not allow genetically modified foods. They have a law also against preservatives in foods. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, they are very careful about children's I bet diet. they don't even have also, Twinkies. <laughs> they, I, I'm sure you can uh, you know, import them privately. Yeah. That's, how you, sneak, no, that's yeah. how you sneak the medicine into your kids, is you just put it in a Twinkie. Right, exactly. Oh, that's sad. Um, 
um, the last couple, one is to give your t- time child the time they need to grow and mature. You know, if a child is the youngest in the classroom, he has a 49% higher probability of being labeled with ADHD than the older children in the really? classroom. Yeah. yeah. So we're, yeah, so the youngins aren't studies, uh, interesting. So hold, give your child an extra year. If your child has a summer birthday, wait a year to put them in kindergarten. Find through the community center, uh, preschool program, something like that. Give them time. You don't want them... You, there's a lot of difference between a five-year-old and a child who's five years and nine months. Hmm. I mean, that's... Oh, absolutely. Of life. Yeah. So you want to not rush your child through school. Um, children learn to read at different ages. Uh, some, some children, like Einstein... Uh, didn't learn to read till after six years old. So don't hold your child to, to one hallmark of what a child's supposed to do. And then finally, my final tip is to bring back the family dinner and have together time where a child knows he has to behave, to sit politely, not to text his friend, no electronic games at the dinner table, but and, and also to eat wholesome foods that are on the table to taste everything and not have a special meal of pasta with a tiny bit of butter sauce every night just for him. Yeah. Don't, yeah. So don't. He has to eat what the family eats. Yeah. Grow up. It's this. I mean, just say, hey, if not, I'll send you to France. <laughs> and then he'll have to, when he's uh, six months old, he'll have to eat endives. Oh, man. And asparagus. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, he has no idea how good and, he's got it, does he? Oh, man. Yeah, he's got it good when we just give him some peanut butter. Um, yeah, or broccoli. That's right. Hey, Marilyn, as we wrap this up, um, if you kind of had to put it all in a nutshell, those are great rules, by the way, because it really you can just almost see your therapeutic mind going through, okay, this is what I had to rule out. We ruled this out. We ruled this out. We ruled this out. What's the number one key, do you think, for a parent and a child to be on the same page? I mean, what's the one or number one thing you see as a therapist to really increase dramatically the likelihood that you'll at least understand what's going on with your child and, and, and get it right? Well, you're going to be uh, surprised when I say this. No. But the number one thing to having a happy, healthy child is to have a happy, healthy marriage or a happy, healthy relationship with your significant other, or if you're a single parent, to have good relationships uh, in your life. Yes, modeling healthy relationships. Having good relationships. A child, we're all affected by the relationships that we're around, and if a child is around a healthy person with healthy relationships, that's the best thing you can do for them. Marilyn, couldn't agree more. Awesome, awesome advice. I love it. And uh, uh, thank you for joining us. I know you've got to get all, go and go take care of some things. Uh, again, everybody, go check out MarilynWedgePhD.com. That's her website. You can uh, find out about her book there and get more information about Marilyn and uh, some of the, her ideas. Again, thanks for joining us. We're going to take a break and come back. This is the two-hour show. We call it the Matt Townsend Show Grande. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. And, and get into this, uh, you know, maybe take a, take a little angle on this as we're talking about our kids and uh, hopefully, you know, raising kids that aren't just 
a bunch of crazy, crazy kids that are out of control. Maybe giving our childhood back to our children. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, the grande version. Grande meaning it's now a two-hour show. Used to be an hour and a half. I just think of burritos every time you say grande. I know. Isn't that great? I get really excited, yeah. I was going to do the macho size, because isn't that a size, too, like a Del Taco or wherever? You can get the macho grande. Or no, you can get the macho or the grande. And I always had this like male complex. Well, I want the macho. I'm not just grande. Yeah. You have to order both. Yeah, then you got to get the macho grande. So we've been talking about your children, those cute little bundles of energy, and how hard it is sometimes to know if they're just being a kid or if, you know, they're a little messed up. Because you, now that you know 20 years in or 10 years in, you know how messed up your in-laws are. So, of course, they picked up some of those genes. And it's really easy to throw a label on them, like ADHD. Um, it's also really weird, according to our own um, Colonel Rob Sanders. He's been doing some research on how we're advertising to parents, apparently. Oh, boy. You want to talk about some fun here? I'm holding in my hand six ads. Six ads? Holy cow. And what Hold on. That's a minivan? That's for minivans. They all have televisions. One yeah. of them's got like a I love the ha- huge... The, the Honda one has a giant TV so you can have two shows on at the same time. Oh, my heavens. Oh, but I, what I would have given th- to have think... a minivan like that growing well, up. Well, guess what I had? Not to go on a station little tangent. Wagon? Did uh, you have to we face did have out the station back? Wagon. <laughs> but the fun part of the station wagon was when dad would make a turn and we'd all slide all over the back. That was fun. Those were good days because back then Naga hide seats. Yeah, the and the Naga hide. But back then we didn't care about our kids, so we didn't care if they were bouncing all around the car. We didn't have a seatbelt for them. Now they're all tied in. Blah. Now they've got TVs. Well, and and there's I noticed too. Any other type of car you go try to buy, they're not really trying really hard to push TVs as a feature you want in your car, even SUVs. Yeah. But the minivan, every single one that's a top line feature. Isn't that Hey, you need to get the such and such link entertainment system. I dodge. Are your kids I curious? Love. Do your kids talk too much? Whoever get the, the blank van because it will numb them with this big screen television. Well, whoever was the advertising agency that wrote this uh, entertainment in the new caravan. <laughs> Boredom is the enemy of every road trip. Take away everyone's entertainment and friends and especially family quickly could get on each other's nerves. <laughs> In the interest of harmony, we've loaded our car with enough entertainment options to keep even the most impatient person happy. We'll distract your family from your family for hours. Well, they, they say friends and especially family as if a bunch of friends are going to get in a minivan and because they don't have a TV, they're yeah. all going to start fighting each yeah. other after about 10 minutes. Isn't that interesting? But see, like, it's funny because, you know, we would go on trips and we didn't have... I didn't have a big screen television in my car. I had the back window. Did they even have TVs back then? No. See, so. They had carriages, and I would take the horse carriage all the way back west. You know what's missing? <laughs> the rear-facing third seat. That was, by the way, the greatest thing in the world. You want entertainment? Because that went out right before my childhood, so I was oh. always front-facing. No, okay. So, so you got to see things. the back of Dad's head for yeah. 12 hours. Th- that was a great seat, unless you had a little social anxiety issue. 
Because then you're like, the whole time people are <laughs> looking at you and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this guy keeps looking at me. Why is this guy looking at me? Why is this guy looking at me? And then you try to make him laugh. Yeah, I've done that. It was so fun. Those were they see. That's what we're losing. Now our kids don't even know how to make other drivers laugh. I bet they don't know how to play. Play the eye contact avoidance game. Or no, the eye lock game where you like stare down the other driver yeah. as long as you can. Or like we'd make a sign, honk, honk, and we'd try to get people to honk. And then when they'd honk, help, we'd say, Mom, up. this guy's mad. You better go, Mom. This guy's getting mad at you. <laughs> Those were good days. But I no, now that. they want to sell you a $3,000, the Are We There Yet Eliminator TV. <sighs> See what kids are missing. They don't even know that they're missing little things like the license plate game. You know? I always pretended like all the other cars on the interstate were in a race with us. And I was telling my dad to just keep passing all the cars really and he would would he yeah pass this car dad pass this. <laughs> it's a cop pass that pass that car with the red and blue lights okay um what's amazing too is we also had um the slug bug contest my sister still does that yeah but mo- most because that do would... new beetles count see it, now it'd have to be like the Corolla Crusher or something like you have to oh, yeah, slug, you, slug because they don't have, have that many beetles on the road anymore. Oh, no, but there's enough. And the neat thing about the slug bug contest, so what it is. But can you imagine playing that game in the 70s? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you couldn't go to the grocery the store without a dead arm. Well, see, that's the neat thing is it starts a little violent act of hitting each other. Which usually that's, you know, would decay into just a fist fight. You guys roll past the Volkswagen dealership. Slugbug. Slugbug purple, red, orange, yellow, green. Oh, man. See, you know, okay, parents, maybe we're not doing what we need to do. Maybe we all, I'm not trying to diss these companies that are trying to sell you a product of a van with a big screen television in it. But maybe what you need to do is instead just let your kids play slugbug. Who cares if it starts a fight? You can slugbug them or you can drug them. Let me just tell you this. Families that fight together... Stay together. As long as they're fighting together. Yeah. That's the key word. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have some um, in the news. Well, yeah. If you're not going to slug bug them, you got to drug them. ADHD drugs in the news. Now, if you do a Google News search about anything, you're going to find all kinds of stuff to tell you the thing that you're doing is something you shouldn't do. So take ADHD drugs. WebMD saying it can triple a child's risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Diabetes. Or on the flip side, if your kid has untreated ADHD, he's a worse driver than his peers who text and drive. So if your kid with untreated ADHD texts and drives... Oh, boy. Or this scary story from NBC News. ER visits related to ADHD drugs are up over the last six years. Not just a little bit. It quadrupled. Scientists have not firmly established the reasons for the rise, but more than half of patients say they got the pills they took from a friend or relative. Which could explain how this is happening. Pill popping. Researchers surveyed students at Cambridge, found out 10% of them had popped a pill to make them smarter. In the same way you'd adjust your batting average in a 1999 Major League Baseball game. Except it wasn't steroids, it was Ritalin. The Care Quality Commission, which is some British bureaucracy, says prescriptions for Ritalin are up 56% over the past five years. Some are buying smart drugs, bulk from the Internet, without a prescription, which doesn't sound very smart to me. 
The reason why? Well, one student says, I found the best way was to set your alarm really, really early, take a pill, go back to bed, sleep for another hour. It kicks in. You wake up. You have tunnel vision for 14 hours. You can focus on anything, your final, your paper. It's great. Again, ER visits related to ADHD drugs have quadrupled. Is drug use becoming fashionable? TV station in Houston is asking that question. The reason why, a California-based clothing retail chain now sells hoodies and T-shirts that have drug names on the back. So if you want to walk down the street rocking an Adderall T-shirt, Xanax, Vicodin, 58 bucks gets you one. And that's a look at ADHD drugs in the news. Why would somebody want a Xanax or Vicodin T-shirt? Or roll, roll down the street with a Prilosec t-shirt. I mean, like, have you not heard of all of the um, secondary problems that come with these drugs? Just listen. I mean, that's what you're wearing on your shirt. May cause. And then a huge oh, litany a side of effects t-shirt. side effects. That would be great. Because I was just picturing a guy <laughs> at a big all-you-can-eat rib place, you know. With all the side and he's effects. And he's got a Prilosec or a, whatever. a Pepsi complete shirt or something. <laughs> Oh, man. What's happening to us? I mean, I think if we just look at Skyboy, for example, um, we learn a lot. You with us, Sky? Yes. Like, your mom tried. Yeah. You know? Your yeah. dad, great guy. Great guy. Played speed up games. Yeah. Love him to death. Would speed for you. Yeah, he would speed for me. And they fed you well. Yeah, they did. Cornbread, Iowa boy. Yeah, that's all we ate. Cornbread and, and corn, corn juice. Corn and corn juice and <laughs> corn on the cob. I picture your corn on the cob, creamed corn with a side of cornbread. <laughs> it was a very we corny our, meal. We dip our cornbread in our cream of the corn and then mm. drink the juice after. Sounds delicious. <laughs> the side of cornade. And then a little uh, corn dog at night. Yeah. Well, you have to get the hot dog. That was, it's harder to get in Iowa. Yeah. yeah, they just wrap a corn on the cob with well, cornmeal. Corn or a corn-fed <laughs> But pig. it's still on a stick. So it's a... um, you tr- They tried, you know? So I feel bad because some of it can't be the parents' fault. Some of it can't just be our diet. You're from Iowa, for heaven's sake. <laughs> some of it's got to be your fault, Sky. Yeah. It's not I everyone else's fault. I feel bad for him. No, yeah. A lot you of know? it's my fault, yeah. Some of it's just your red hair. Yeah. Because we know that just makes you wild. Being a ginger. I mean, the girls like it. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> you know what our next goal is on this show? Other than once we figure out what you've got exactly. Um, we're going to then get you married. That'd be... Do you think your dad would pay? I bet my mom would. Would she? Yeah. If I could get you married, I'm sure what do you think mom... that's worth to your mom? Um, Tens of thousands. I don't know if she would pay that much. For a grandkid. If she knew a grandkid was coming <laughs> Okay, sometime. yeah. If a grandkid was coming along Let's soon. just do it in order. Okay. Let's get you married first. First comes love. Let's get you love first. Okay. Then marriage. Then we'll then get the a kid. Carriage. But I'd kind of like, for love, I'd like about $1,000. All right. Marriage, let's go for ten. Five. Let's would take for a, five. That would take a, a lot of work off my hands, too. So. Well, you know what? If Let you me just do did it, it for I me. think I could probably pick your partner better. Okay. <laughs> In fact, nice. I would guarantee. Just don't invite me to any of your marriage. Yeah, no, but that relationship works. counsels. That works. Next time, married. we just got to make sure you're married. 
Skyboy, we're trying to help you, my friend. Uh, we're talking kids and the impact. See, some of the kids, you got to pick up some of the blame as well. It's not just the parents' fault. It's not just the diets. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to um, to get into the childhood. Do you think your children are losing their childhood? All these things these kids do that, you know, we used to do a ton of stuff. We used to race down the gutters and risk our lives in the gutters during a big rainstorm in Utah. Our kids missing out on their childhood. We'll be talking to our contributor, Meg Conley, will be joining us next. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Woo! What a show. This is the Matt Townsend Show Grande, we call it, because it's big. It's a half hour longer for your entertainment pleasure. You get another half hour with us. You know, what do you think, real fast guy? It's tired. I'm still thinking Grande Burrito. I know. You, you go to the Grande. we got to come up with a better name. Just because we go to two hours, Grande may not be the word. It's either Mega, Mega Grande, Mucho Grande. I still like 2.0. We could, we could do Dose.0. Yeah, it's. I'm not feeling it. Maybe All Meg right. will have an idea on this. So we're bringing on a new contributor. What we do is this on the show. Every day now, we're going to bring on a contributor, we're calling him, who's going to hopefully contribute some quality to the show. Today, um, Meg Conley for sure is going to do that. Meg Conley's a writer dealing in womanhood, motherhood, spirituality. She's a blogger. Her blog is called meginprogress.com. She has two kidlets and one husband. She's a regular guest on um, some shows here in Utah called Good Things Utah and The Daily Dish. She's tons of fun, and she's bringing us some quality. Is that right, Meg? I hope so. That's a lot to live up to, right? No, but you, you got it. We got you're it. I, I brought it. I'm here. You I'm totally here. are. Absolutely. And by the way, you're our first contributor. And like you said, we always throw out the first pancake because right. it didn't work because we burnt it. But you're the first, <laughs> and we haven't burnt you yet. Okay, so give it time, though, yeah. right? I'm going to no, be here for we'll, 15 minutes. Yeah. There's you'll time. Know yeah, I have we'll a feeling know. you might even go longer. <laughs> um, so tell us this, Meg. Okay, kid, you got two. I have two. Um, Viola Honey and Margaret Zuzu. Hold and on. Is that the real name? as fun as their names Viola are. Honey. Yeah. And Margaret Zuzu. Margaret Zuzu. Yeah. So Zuzu's a ginger snap from the like early Skyboy. Right. Like right over here. She's too young for you, though. I'm sorry. Dang it. But... <laughs> There's still time. Wait 20 years. Is that Margaret but Zuzu? Margaret Zuzu. That's yeah. Cute. So yeah. That's there really were ginger cute. snaps in the early 1900s, and she's sweet and spicy. So it's a good. Look it's a at good you. Name. Yeah. This is the writer in you coming out when you right? name your kids. Guess what my kids' names are? Tommy. Jake. <laughs> That's a good one. Sarah. Strong names. Tanner. You know what? My kids are going to hate me for their names, and your yeah. kids will love you. Your kids will be beat up. Right. Well, they're going to be strong, though. They'll, 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 they'll put the hurt on them. It sounds like they're going to be really right. strong. It sounds like they already are strong. So here you're a mom, bloggerific, right. tons of blogging, meginprogress.com. you got to go check out her blog. Kids. Now, did you hear us talking earlier about, so when I was a kid, you didn't have any electronic device in the car. Right. Absolutely. I did hear that. You didn't have seatbelts. Right. You just had a back window you could, you know, go lay down in and get third degree burns. Kind of like a barn on wheels It was a barn. It was a barn. It actually smelled a lot like a barn on a road trip. (laughs) So Meg, are kids losing it? Are Are we stealing their childhood? Okay. So I always, I was just telling one of your producers that I... 
I feel like my expertise is being an expert on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to my world. So I, I want people to feel like what we're talking about here is accessible. Yeah. I think that sometimes we say things like technology is yeah. stealing their childhood. Right. And if you're me, I turn down the radio because, what? well, my daughter's but on my iPhone. Show. Not this show. Yeah, other Let's turn shows. it back up. Right. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, a little bit actually. It's, it is. It is because um, we're taking the things that can only be found in childhood and we're removing them. And the substitute is so... Yeah, counterfeit. It's not real, right? Right, absolutely. In fact, I was just talking to my husband the other day and I said, you know... I feel like I know what I'm taking away from motherhood. I understand its blessings and its curses. I can count them off on my fingers, but what are my children taking from their childhood? And um, then later that night, there was a huge thunder and lightning storm. Yeah. If you were in Utah, we were all yeah. we we're all privy to that it. It was, was amazing. And we sat outside while the girls ran around under the lightning and got the water in their hair and eyes. And I thought, this, this, this is, is what childhood. childhood. No, totally. So, because I, I was sitting under the porch. They oh, yeah. were the ones oh, yeah. in awe of the, the magnificence. Well, and how many kids were inside just watching the flashes? Watching TV but, yeah. or – right. And so and so I, I do think that we're you – know, we've all heard that saying, play is the work of childhood. Mm-hmm. Well, not play on an iPhone. That That's is not so the work true. of childhood. So, yes, I think that it is hurting think, our youngsters. Here's why I know that. When I was a kid and it would storm like that, a nice summer storm – it would pour so hard that the streets of Salt Lake would fill up with water and the gutters would run really strong. And you could go like three blocks from your house and ride the gutter all the way to your house. Oh, that's amazing. Well, it was awesome. Now, sure, there were bumps, there were bruises, there was near fatal crashes. <laughs> but again, back then, no one cared about that. Right. <laughs> um, I guess children were worth less back then. <laughs> now we're, they're worth a lot more. But most parents wouldn't even let their kids do that. Right. Some some parents would go get in with them, right? And those are the ones that would probably be hauled away for negligence. <laughs> but the, I mean, we we we're like we're so uptight, we're so worried. There's so many stories. We know so many ways that our children could be harmed. We're not even letting them try life. Well, and I heard your previous guest, and she talked about um, the French lifestyle. And an article that I read on that a couple weeks ago was that the French, a big difference between a French upbringing and American upbringing is the French let their children use knives. They oh. cut. They cut right alongside, you know, they cut up the cucumbers next to their mom and and they they let them climb trees and fall down and break their legs. (laughs) Again, the French don't care. They don't care. You know, isn't that funny? Because the French get this reputation (laughs) for being horrible people. But interestingly, they are being parents that allow children to learn. Right, right. There's plenty of other things to hate about the French. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I mean, have you tried their snails? But but I do think that they have the right. But right now in in our society, at least, I was just reading an article, a, a study on common sense media, and they said that kids are spending as much time um, immersed in technology each day as they are in school. Oh, wow. Well, where does that leave time for what I'm supposed to teach them? Right. And also for what they're supposed to teach themselves. Yeah. It's simply not there. And so they're learning how to, you know, my daughter has this game on our my iPhone that she loves where it's, you know, dragging the dress up onto Hello Kitty. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and there's, you know, five different dress combinations, and she'll do that for an hour. Well, what has she learned from that? Yeah. I mean, I get an hour-long break, which is yeah, necessary which is, and honestly, sometimes. Loving it. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. And Hello Kitty, well-dressed. Right. Adorable. No mouth. Maybe so she your doesn't, kids need you know, their own kitty. Maybe they need a real kitty. No. No, I don't, I don't think that that's the solution. I think, I think honestly, <laughs> Megan, if you were a good mother, 
You would give your children a kitty. You know what? And the, some play The clothes. number of times you could begin a sentence with, if you were a good mother, <laughs> I mean, I would be a millionaire. No, like, totally. I'm not I'm not in the, the business okay. of good motherhood. <laughs> rank, rank this for me. You're a great, I can tell you're a great mother. You actually, you, you named him weird, but <laughs> you gave him a great. I'm going to tell him you said that. Well, and I, I think it's cute. <laughs> I think it'll be fine until they try to get their driver's license. <laughs> then they're going to be like, you're playing with us. Um, Okay, so my kids, when I get home, they're like, Dad, can we play with your phone? Right. And I'm like, sure. Hi. Right. Welcome. Because you have it all the yeah. time. And right. Then, and then, Dad, can we play with your iPad? Right. Sure, whatever. Then you know what they do? They play a game, and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's a war game. Okay. But it's not like a mean, I'm going to shoot you with a machine gun. Like, it's an old nice war game. war. Well, it's nice war. <laughs> it's a kinder, gentler war where you go and you have to build your own town and you have to have knights and people that go to war. And then you go find another village to raid. Right. And Or your clan, I think, does the raiding. Because I'll get little memos that say uh, your clan, your your village was just raided by a clan. It's unfortunate. And I'm like, oh, right. what is my kid doing? <laughs> so my kids are learning how to kill people. Sure. All but right. With, but like in magical ways. Well, and isn't that all that matters? Yeah. <laughs> so at least yours are dressing kids. Mine are Blowing them up. Well, and but do you know what I think people would say? They'd say, "Well, read about Winston Churchill's childhood. He played war games. Yes, and, and so in many ways, they'll say, what is the difference?' My argument is that he created the world he played in, mm. and the world that your children are playing in was created by somebody else. Now they're actually building the world. But even those tools no, see, were there. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Look like, like in fact, uh, on Facebook, you can play that game Farmville. Right. Okay. I mean, one could, one one should not. One, yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, one could also, I don't know, drink gasoline. Right. One right. ought not to. Right. Are you with me on that? Right. Don't be drinking the gasoline. I've seen people have to come off both Candy Crush and Farmville, and it's 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 a hard okay. withdrawal. Let's just be real here. <laughs> Farmville is a fake farm where you have to put together a farm, and then you feel amazing pressure to get your crops in. <laughs> Or they'll waste. Sp- spoken like somebody who spent some time with I actually, it, Matt. I've only watched it. I don't have enough. I apparently have ADHD, I'm finding out. Um, I don't have enough attention span to right. actually keep a farm alive, even right. a fake farm. Well, thank goodness for the grocery store then yeah, for all exactly. of us. But, I, um, I, but, you know, back to your point where you talk about your kids coming home and asking for your phone. Okay, so so I've had the same thought. What about what about you know the big executives in Silicon Valley? Like, what are they doing with their children? Because because yeah. for better or worse, the the more money you have, the more disposable income. Generally, the more concerned you are with education. Yeah. It's not fair, but that's what the studies they're, well, say. Well, they're sending them to band camp. Well, they're sending them to Waldorf schools where technology is banned. Really? Absolutely. And one of my favorite. Well, hold on. What do they know? The Waldorf, Waldorf School apparently knows something about <laughs> technology. Well, it's been around. Uh, the Waldorf education method has been around for about a hundred years. Oh, wow. So, so pre-iPhone, if you can imagine a time Hold on. when that existed, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but um, Waldorf, um, and I'm not a huge proponent of Waldorf. I think that they have. Um, good arguments to make for education. This is not an infomercial for them, but right. but they're. Um, they believe that you learn through doing. So if you want to learn about fractions, you bake together. And if sure. right, and so if and if you want to learn about um, cause and effect and um, leading from one thing to another, you dye the material and then knit the socks. I mean, like, yeah, you, you grow go it, from, you make it, right. you dye it, you take it right. all the way it's to the all, end. It's all you know something I would never be able to commit or to. Or you my can iPhone? just go buy it. Right, right, right. Well, sure. It, it doesn't really work out for isn't our discussion that, here yeah. to go there, though. So. But isn't that? But that 
that's interesting. But that's the, that's so, where they're sending them. Right. And so one of those executives um, – he said, listen, there's nothing wrong with technology. I've built my life on it. Yeah. But I believe that there's a time and a place. Basically, you walk before you run. And so he said, his example was, if I was a executive at Miramax and I was making artsy R-rated films, it's not that my children would never see them. It's that they wouldn't see them until they were 17. Right. He felt like there was a time and a place. And so his kids are only allowed to watch movies with the family. That is the extent of their technology. Really? And this is a man who has built his life on that empire and so oh. i think that's incredibly yeah, interesting totally does and he have vine with, does he have vine because i'm on vine i'm now becoming addicted to vine does anyone have vine hello i thought You're that everybody was just on instagram video no <laughs> vine vine is Can for I the think? hipster i'm a i'm more hip i'm oh i don't doubt that you're more yeah, hip than i am yeah I don't i'm doubt way it. hip right i don't know why i'm on vine i really don't good use my time. son downloaded <laughs> And now all of a sudden, like, that's funny. That's funny. Right. That's funny. Right. Uh, oh, we're messed up. Well, you know, there's a way back. And it sounds what? like it's through baking with each other. I think uh, that, you know, what it comes down to is engagement. That's the key. Huh? And that's and that's what it – that means different things to different people. Yeah. Um, for me in my house, my daughter can quote almost every Dora episode known to man. <laughs> both, is, is your daughter bilingual now? Uh, you know what? Almost. That's right? where my kids learn she, Spanish. And, and it's probably to her detriment. It's definitely to my detriment because yeah. is there anything more annoying than your kid quoting Dora to yeah. you? It is the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Would you quit quoting Dora? Just stop. So I think that we need to – I think that we need to understand that everything – Everything in moderation yeah. is okay because I, you know, there are days when my husband is, you know, home late from work. And if I have to speak to Mom, one more child, Mama Mama's needs a break. Go crazy, Mama right? needs a break. So go turn I, on Dora. So then I turn on the TV. And so remember, that has to be all right sometimes too. Well, absolutely. And if you think Dora is bad, you right. just need to go back to Barney. Oh, you know Were what? you of the era of Barney? I'm a little old, but but I have been Yeah, I don't know if you subjected. know, but he's a purple dinosaur. Right, right. And I think he loves everyone. Yeah. But I don't Full love of him. love. Right. No no bueno. No, no bueno. No if, es we bueno borrow, if we can this borrow dinosaur. Dora. That's why I like Dora. Because she, Dora, I don't know if you know this, was an explorer. Right, right. Which is which, how my daughter thought you said that word which, for years yeah, It's like, and you're years messing years. it up. That's not how you right, say it. Right, that's not. Unless you're from New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> but I think um, but I think that we just need to engage with our children. Yeah. And we need to – We need. I was reading another article. I do a lot of reading. Apparently. That's how I ignore my children that's while another, they're watching well, while TV. They're, yeah, right. Yeah. So um, – and it was this, uh, you know, psychotherapist expert on the world, but she actually had some really interesting things to say. And she said that children only need about, you know, five to six different types of toys to be fully engaged oh, yeah. in their environment. They need blocks. They need little animals. They need dolls. Yeah. They need a dollhouse. Um, hey, she back, said, back in the day, you had a stick. Well, I grew up with a stick. Which day are you from? I don't know. Maybe it was my grandparents grew up with a stick. <laughs> yeah, that might have been more of a parenting decision yeah, than a, universal. I think my parents didn't want me to have anything other than a stick. But a stick would have been, uh, it would be better for my kids. You have a point, though. It would be better for my kids if I handed them a stick than if I handed them the iPhone. I totally agree. Well, Absolutely. well, But see, it's interesting, but it's deceiving because now my children, 
they can do so much. They can look up words. So one of the truths about technology is I used to like be able to tell them stuff and they couldn't right. fact check. It's a, Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now my kids are fact checking. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that is, um, you know, someone said that one of the greatest developments of the century is that we're able to step away from memorization and we're able to analyze things. Isn't that interesting? And that yeah. is amazing. What's that, that going to do to us? Right. Analyzing. And, and that's fabulous. That really, really is. But... um. But like you're saying, though, being present, see, the kid still needs to, no matter what, needs to know how to be present right. well, and engaged right. in, a, in what's in front of them. Well, and the people creating these amazing, wondrous technological advances, which they really are, yeah. the people creating those did not have a childhood full of them. That's true. They had a childhood full of challenge and interest. Yeah. There was a study at MIT where they put um, jack-in-the-boxes in front of kids because they were doing um, a study on curiosity, which so many of our children have lost, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know, they had graphs and charts to display it all, and I am not educated enough to understand all of them. But what the study said, it told me, was that children who were not told how the jack-in-the-box worked persevered, had more curiosity, and were able to ask questions about the function of the toy oh, wow. that, peop- that the children who were shown how it worked That's were amazing. not able to ask and did not possess. Okay, well, so if you take that jack-in-the-box and then you move it to life, what does that mean about what how we'll they... function in life? No, what? exactly. Life's great questions I don't think would have been asked or will be asked in a society where we all stare at our iPhones all okay, day. Okay, let me just correct you, though. Listen to this. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, there we go. You ready? Listen, listen. Did you hear that? Wow. I know. Wow, fire. I have a lighter. On your iPhone. On my iPhone. That's really going to help you in the wilderness. No, let me just tell you something. When my mom would leave the house, my parents divorced, so I was a latchkey kid. So when my mom would leave for whatever reason, I'd go find fire. Right. And I would light, I'd I'd get a lighter. You know how dangerous that is? I got to go back to that French article. They said we should let our children use fire. The same article right that said I'm the using knife. It. They said that children should be used how to use fire responsibly. <laughs> if only your mom had been French, you would have known what to do with the fire. Oh, man. But see, what's so funny about that is my kid will never get burned. But right. he'll spend the rest of his day lighting a fake lighter. And if I hand him a real lighter, he won't have a clue what to do with it. That's I, the I think that's lighter. it. We're done here, right? I mean, we have. <laughs> Isn't that messed up? Oh, man, Meg. But I I love – I think you're dead on. Technology, not bad. Right. Technology, good. Amazing things. It's made the world smaller in a good way. Mm -hmm. It's made it so that I can look up words I don't know and then sound intelligent when I use them. And by the way, look at all the studies you're getting to. I have so – yeah, I have a pile of studies in front of me. That's all great, but that's why I think it goes back to that executive's really insightful comment that we have to understand the broader picture before we start introducing them to the point and click. Isn't that – because we don't fully – we do not know the ramifications. We don't. Technology. My children are the guinea pigs. Exactly. Exactly. And so so all we can do is go with the things that are, you know, educated guesses right now. But um but teachers are saying another interesting point is teachers are saying that they're having to adapt adapt their (laughs) adapt their 
their teaching methods due to the way that children are learning on the iPads. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if teachers are adapting their teaching methods, what are we doing? And not, and it's not a good thing. They're right. having to do a song and dance. They're having to shorten lessons, leave material out. Doing the little... What are we doing in our own homes? What changes are we making? We're having so to adapt true. to technology instead of having technology broaden run, our horizon. Yeah, run our life. Right. Meg Conley. We're talking with Meg Conley uh, from the blog. You got to check out her blog, Meg. We want. I want you to stick through this break, can you? Yeah, because we're absolutely. gonna we're gonna probably ask some. We're gonna get asked some questions. Okay, great. From the internet, uh, we're joined by Meg Conley, uh, the blogger at meganprogress.com. You know, she's the bomb. She has kids. She's very realistic. She doesn't hate technology. You know, it's our friend. It's not our master. We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Yeehaw! Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we're testing some new bumpers coming in and out. Uh... That is, I don't know what to call that, because that's kind of hoedown-y. The techno hoedown. It's the techno hoedown. It's the kind of hoedown you'd find in a bigger city of, of, like, I don't know, Austin. It's people tweeting at a square dance. Twitter. On their phones. (laughs) Okay. I thought that was a great analogy. (laughs) That was was great. Weirdly specific. (laughs) We're joined by Meg Conley. Blogger at MeganProgress.com. She's been trying to uh, trying to educate us, which is never an easy thing. Meg, what we like to do right now is this crazy thing we call, um, what do we call it? Ask? The Internet Asks and Matt Answers. But now Matt and Meg are going to be answering. That's you ready? great. It's I'm excited. It's a scary question. So earlier we talked about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and apparently these are some people with questions. Great. So what do you do if, as this person writes in, has a sister who's ADHD he, his wife calls her psychopathic. Um, the the kind of topper was – what's that? Just play with my lighter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Little ADD moment right there. <laughs> Just playing with the lighter. <laughs> the topper no, keep going. was when the sister writes his wife to say – accusing them of being on drugs even though they're not – so there's a bad wedge there. The wife yeah. does not like the sister. You, you can't accuse people of that. Okay. So this, this, this man who writes, he, his sister, his family, his father, are planning a big party, I think, for their mother on Sunday. Okay. He feels like he should, should support his family and go and put the grudge aside, but he's worried that by supporting the family and going, he's going to tick off his wife who really doesn't want him supporting anything his sister supports. Well, because she's evil, is what they would say. Yeah. Okay, so the question is, should I go? Should I roll the dice and risk ticking off my wife by going to the party, or should I just tell the sister, sorry, I, I can't go? Wow. Okay, Meg. Okay, so let me get this straight. It's a party for the sister thrown by the family? It's a party for their mother, but thrown by the sister, yeah. But the whole family will be there. The well, so be so they're supporting her. the mom. Yeah. And and I believe in primacy of the family, right? And so I, I don't think that they're telling the sister it's okay that she lies about their drug abuse if they go and wish their mom a happy party. Is it for her birthday? 
Is it just a? I'd send balloons. It's it, this is a very long yeah, letter. There's, there's more more details to it. The mom is currently in the hospital, but they're celebrating her birthday. But then they'll celebrate it again after when she's out. If maybe she makes yeah. It. Maybe I just maybe I just go have a little intimate dinner with the mom and skip the family thing if it's at the sister's yeah. house. Boy, I'd give that a bing. You're welcome. You, you know, Meg, <laughs> that was like way professional. You nailed it. That's exactly what I would do. Well, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to be Dr. Laura. So. Well, the, the feeling is passed. You know, we've already got but when one. when I was five. <laughs> when you were five, you wanted to be one. And then technology took over and ruined right. your life. Turned into a robot. Why? Uh, the other thing you could do with that is um, the, my, my question is always, so what's your goal, right? So right. if the goal is that he wants to stay married. Right. I probably Wife wouldn't comes go. First, but right. I but what I would do is I but if my goal is to also make sure my mom knows I love her right. cuz she's in the hospital, who knows if right. she'll make it. Don't right. even know why she's there. Shoot. We didn't read that far. Um <laughs> then but by, by the way, why dichotomize? Well, notice most of our problems are either ors. Either we did the same thing. We we try not to do it with technology, but either it's good or it's bad and you're right. saying no, it's both. By we degrees. can be both. Right. It's that simple, Meg. Man, you make things simple, Meg. That's what people are always telling me. It's awkward. Have you ever read a blog, Meg, called meganprogress.com? It's really, really good. It's the bomb. I think everybody should read it. You need to check it out. Are you reading out. it right now? I read it every day, and that's where I learned <laughs> about this lighter that you can light on your cell phone. That's not true. It's much better than that. It's even so. better than that. It's like having a real lighter. <laughs> this is the Matt Townsend Show. Meg, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Tons of fun. Tons of insight. Go check her out. Mom. Two kids, one husband. Meg Conley. Meganprogress.com is her website. She's the bomb. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll be back tomorrow for the Matt Townsend Show Grande right here on BYU Radio.